0: Hey there, Black Mom Diaries! Have you ever made a sacrifice to please others? As moms, I'd guess that most of us answered yes. Today we're talking to a creative mama that did just that until she almost reached her breaking point. Find out what happens up next on the Black Mom Diaries. this is Patricia and I am Latonya and we are Black Mom <laughs> Diaries. Yeah
1: okay, look at how that. our baby she went to that I was
0: like I know she gonna
1: yay hey everybody
0: how's everybody doing out there? Well I know I'm doing good I'm doing good you know I have
1: because <laughs> I did wait for a response right yeah Which, I know so- it's
0: like Ooh. where's the audience at um yeah I I have some Remember, well, I, I don't know. I'm just, I got a lot going on in my face region, Mm-mm. but I'm great, you know? Uh, you know, <laughs> I love the hair products that I use. Um, okay. Sometimes they get in my eye and <laughs> it burns a little bit. So my eyes are kind of sort of burning and I washed them out and uh, they feel a little better, but they still kind of of burning. And um, okay. I was telling you earlier with Tanya that, um, we got Band-Aids that look like us, but okay. I don't have them. So I've got this Band-Aid on my face and I, I thought I was being creative and I colored it brown to match my skin and I was all excited. And then I rubbed the brown off. So I got a Band-Aid on my face that doesn't match my skin.
1: Everyone, <laughs> this is Black Mom's Diary. You hear this? <laughs> There it is right there. We color <laughs> things and put them on our face. You know, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I, I'm glad you're creative like that. I probably wouldn't have put anything on my face. Really? Yeah. I feel like I get it from you. Well, I you know what? I would have slapped some black seed oil on it, whatever it is. You know, you know how when you was growing up, like like something cured everything? Castor oil. That's how I feel about black seed oil.
0: Okay. Well, I, like it. I think I have
1: some. Yeah. So. Or some Manuka honey.
0: I don't have that and I've never heard of it. I'm going to have to look that up.
1: You have to get the, I oh boy. We'll have another specialist one day tell us about it. But I use this honey on my son's knee and like within 24 hours it's scabbed over. So it's a special, um, like one of the Manuka honey. It's not just any Manuka honey. You have to get it at a medical grade. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but it's really cool though. It does um, do an amazing job of healing um, wounds or whatever. I mean, don't, don't go out there and gas yourself and throw some money in it, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Just run I mean, a field you know, test. I am, okay, I am not a medical doctor, okay? But uh, yes. I am a mom that just will, you know, if we gotta get out the door and you bleed, and throw some money on it, you know? That,
0: <laughs> that's how I roll. No, These wait, my wait. kids. Wait. Wait, throw some Manuka honey on it. Oh yeah, throw some honey. Manuka honey on it, yeah. But that's yeah. just uh, for LaTanya and her yeah. only. She's not telling anybody out there to nope. throw honey on a, on a wound,
1: so. no, nope. my husband thought I was cussing the first time I said it. I get that Manuka <laughs> honey, and he was like, what? Are, are you serious? Is this what you're teaching our kids? Yeah, to heal themselves, you know, but anyway, it's a great day. It's a great day, my it's week great was great. Day. How was your week?
0: Um, (laughs) it was good. It was good. You know, I was productive. It was, it felt a little long in it, but you know, it was productive. And so I'm thankful. Yeah. And now I'm here with you. That's
1: great. I like, I like, well, it's a good thing. I like,
0: I know. I'm glad we've been we've been hanging out for a long time, and I'm glad that this friendship has lasted.
1: <laughs> hey, you got a time on us or something? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, Let me watch out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: to me well, cares. yeah. I I am a, a I admire. I we always love on each other on this show, and this is where mm-hmm. we're going today. Patricia is my favorite actress oh she really is That's so sweet thank she is you my favorite actress she has read my screenplays she has read my stories and whenever I um even before we even started Black Mom's Diary she was always willing to lend an ear to my my uh I I, I think everything I write is amazing but you know what writer doesn't you know it is it is amazing so i just want to say that um she's one of my she's like my favorite actress (laughs) there's nobody else hotter right now this one's one's right here
0: so who do we have today well you know what i kind of sort of feel like this person is way hotter than me (laughs) and she's still in the game but let me introduce this this uh black girl magic here hey so Michelle Virginia is a voice actress and the host of Find Your Voice, hashtag Be The Voice podcast. When she's not acting in podcasting, she helps creatives all over the world get professional training in film, radio broadcasting, and audio engineering with a school based out of Los Angeles, California. Ooh. She is an agent with Raven International Media, and she helps other podcasters monetize their show She's determined to walk fully in her God-given gifts and is passionate about leading others on a path to self-discovery. So without further ado, I just wanna say welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Miss Michelle Virginia.
2: Well, hello. Well, thank you for that warm welcome. Hey. I appreciate that. Hello, ladies.
0: Hello. Hey, how are you?
2: I am just, I'm wonderful and I'm happy to be here with you guys. Well, we, we are, are so glad, glad to have
0: you here, too. So, and I got to tell you, Latanya, you sound your favorite actress. That's so sweet. Um, I have not seen with my eyes Raven acting, but I have heard with my ears. And she is amazing. And, um, you know, some of her work is just, you know, that I've heard is just really great. We'll be able to talk about that later. Um, but, you know, we we have a lot to talk about before then. So, Welcome and let's just dive right in. Are you ready?
2: Oh, I'm ready. That's cool. okay. All right.
0: Well, okay. So you know this is a Black Mom Diaries, and so we're all moms here, um, and we all are different in our momming styles. So tell us a little bit about yourself as a mom. Like, what's your mom philosophy, and where did you get your mom philosophy?
2: You know, I I must say that I had to learn as I go, right? <laughs> um when i was you know coming up my mom she worked a whole lot and so i spent a lot of time at grandma's house and my aunts and so with raising me it was kind of like all hands on deck <laughs> and so mm-hmm. when it came to raising my own children i had to take a little bit from here a little bit from there and just really just ask god for guidance and and wisdom mm-hmm. and so i believe that each child is different i had my two biological kids 10 years apart so wow oldest will be 17 in just a couple of weeks oh all right <laughs> yes and you know my my daughter of course she's seven so my son I was very young I mean, will not very. I mean I was like 22 23 but still I didn't know a thing about parenting and I didn't have all the answers I didn't you know, I wasn't really settled in my career. So there were just a lot of different pieces to it all. And now having experience and having, you know, being ex- established in my career and being able to try things and fail and try more things and fail at those, mm-hmm. I feel a little bit more confident as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm also married and we have a blended family. So together we have five kids. And okay. so oh, that was my dream. Yes. And so my philosophy is that each child, there's not, it's not cookie cutter. Every, every individual child, they're, they're unique. They Mm -hmm. have a different personality. They have a different love language. Mm -hmm. And we have to take the time as mothers to study our kids and, and see, you know, what ticks them, what, what makes them open up, what makes them more creative and all of those things. And it takes time. Mm-hmm. I totally time.
1: agree with that I'm on yeah. that board 100% mm-hmm. especially with my three I, they're all together so the wait, wait, I'm thinking about how old they are okay so they're 12, 9 well, no, one, be, one will be 12 at the end of this month and then 9, 10 at the end of the year and one just turned 7 and um, definitely I have to tell my husband I'm here with them all day um, because we homeschool and stay-at-home mom, working mom, I look at their. I know each and every one of them, and then you know how they're going to react to certain things. It is one of the most rewarding things to know your kid. You know your your children because you know your children, and I always tell them know who you are, so no one can tell you who you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and how can I tell them that if I don't know them first, you know, so where I can help them get to understand. So that is absolutely amazing that you do that and that you're saying that. That's wonderful.
2: Yeah. And I want to add to that too, because you said something just now, you know, we have to take that time to know them, but as moms, we have to take that time to know ourselves. We have to take that time for self-care and spend some Mm. alone time with us and give us room to make those mistakes and give ourselves grace because Mm -hmm. we can't be fully present and really get to know our kids on a deeper level if we don't know ourselves. How can we be that example? That that is true.
0: And you can't really tell your kids, hey, you know, it's really important that you get to know yourself and you as a mom have no idea who you are. (laughs) So I think that it's really important that, and I know for me, when I was growing up, it was like, do as I say, not as I do. So I saw things and I was like, okay, you're telling me this, but you're doing completely opposite. So yeah, um, it's so important that you, I'm glad you said that. It's so important for us as moms to know who we are. And it seems like such a, I mean, obviously, you know, like, it just seems like such a duh i mean <laughs> that's my phrase i can't think of a better way to say it but it just seems so duh but it's it's the truth and you know if we don't think about that we're just moving through life cuz motherhood can be busy and then the next thing we know it's like you don't know who you are and um, your kids picked up on that and so they struggle with their identity too and it's just from learning what you did well so what about as far as momming goes cuz you know like it's such a rewarding it's so rewarding to be a mom, right? Um, And it's also very challenging. (laughs) One of the best roles ever, I think for myself, but it's such a challenge at times and I'm like, ah! So share with us a little bit about, you know, what makes mom motherhood for you uh, so challenging? Like what's the most challenging thing for you and what would you say is like the most rewarding part of being a mom?
2: Yeah. You know, the challenging, I'll, I'll start with the boy because I think it's, that presents more challenge because it's a boy <laughs> and, you know, there were times when I needed to be really sensitive and empathize and understand how he felt, but I still just couldn't relate. I, I, I wanted to say, you can do this. You, you're you strong. You're, you you're tough. You can handle it. But you know, as I gained more wisdom and experience, I learned that's not always what he needs. So it was always trying to find that gray area to be the best support for him because me and his dad got a divorce. And then, you know, a teenager now having to be introduced to stepdad, that's always, well, I'm not gonna say always, but in our situation, it wasn't a very easy transition. And so, uh, just being able to connect and and be able to relate to a boy versus it's you know much easier with a girl. So that's a challenge. Um, now, of course, we're naturally nurturers. So that's always the rewarding piece in it all to be able to celebrate everything. And I believe that you don't just, we don't have celebrations just for just first place and straight A's. We have celebrations for some of the things that can't be taught. So if I see that you're responding to a situation in a very mature way, then I'm going to acknowledge that, you know?
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: Through a tantrum, you could have, you know, you could have responded in a not so good way. So that's the part that I enjoy most is seeing the growth in each and every one of my kids, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, I was thinking like snaps for growth, because um, I think that sometimes for myself I can get so caught up in the redirecting, and when they do something, it's like, oh, they did it, thank the Lord. But then I, you know, so I, I have to remember acknowledge that they that they did it this time, and not, you know, just keep going. Um, recognize their their win <laughs> give them some snaps so yeah that's important
1: you're yeah, when other people see it too right. you know that's that's something because as a mom when you're teaching your kids you don't always see that instant teaching you know it's best it's it's seen when it's really i'm, I'm really big into life interaction and if my daughter's in the store and she does something. She turns around and she looks at the person that's serving. And she's like, "Thank you for your service." You know how many free things we've gotten because she said that. I was like, "Go, girl! We just got free lunch because you looked this person in the eye and said." I was like, "If for real, like she, she, it, you know, and it's her. My boys, they're still coming along. Girls, they tend to, and she knows when she when it happens. She's not doing it for that because it's happened." many times before she's gotten free lunch for saying, thank you for your service, you know, and they were just so blown away. But I was like, jumping inside. I was like, I did something right, you know, or, you know, my husband and I, we've done something great. You know, that my daughter is being grateful <laughs> and appreciative about just handing her a bag, her, her groceries after we leave the store. So that that is yeah. very good validation. It, it actually helps me to be confident as a mom
0: yeah that's so great like when you finally see the the fruit of your labor just in front of your eyes it's 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 amazing so well so you are like an onion you have many layers to you um you are a creative and so I want to know you know you do a lot of creative things how did you get involved in that I mean you're you're a voice actress you're a podcaster um, and you help podcasters, which is amazing. How, how did you get your start in the creative?
2: Actually, um, way back in high school, well, really middle school, I went to a performing arts school in Gary, Indiana. And I was a drama major. So I was in a lot of plays. And even before that, I was always drawn to like poetry and spoken word. I remember when I was like six years old, I was like six or seven, I would read in, by memory these long poems and, and I didn't realize that that was a thing. It was just next thing you know, I'm doing it for all these churches in the community and people are asking me to do it. And that prompted me to audition for the performing arts school and it just never left me. Um, then when I got married and you know, as an adult, things happen, life happens and I kind of buried that passion, I guess. And I guess in my marriage, I felt like I just lost myself. I lost myself just being so into corporate America, being a mom, being a wife, trying to wear all these different hats. And I just wanted to get back to that place that, you know, my happy place. And that that's where I'm happy, where I'm so excited to create and act and do all these things. Um, I remember when I was little, I would get a hairbrush and I would be doing shows in the mirror, doing commercials and having my own little soap opera by myself. <laughs> and so I just, um, I, out the blue, I uh, got into this play, Steel Magnolias, and that's what sparked it again. And then I kind of sat it down for a couple of years. And then one day, out the blue, out the blue is crazy. I remember like yesterday, it was like, go take some voiceover classes. I hear this voice very clearly. But I mean, that was clearly the Holy Spirit. We got to go ahead and give credit where credit is due. <laughs> but it was the Holy Spirit, very loud and clear. Um, and out the blue, I had, I didn't even know voiceover was like really a thing like that. <laughs> I just went to take the classes. And then I'm like, God, okay, now what? What do I supposed to do with these classes? I did what you said. Now what? So, a year later, I still was feeling unfulfilled. I was still feeling like, okay, i I, I feel kind of bad even saying this right now. Like I don't want to sound ungrateful. I love my kids. I love my family and all that, but I just want I, I felt like there was more. And so I remember crying out to God, like crying out, like just boohoo crying three in the morning. I woke up and was just you know, saying, "God, what else?" connect all the dots, help me understand why I was in these, in this career path, why I did the voiceover and all of these different things. Mm -hmm. I went downstairs and I started to record my first audio drama. And I remember in that prayer, I said, God, I want to be more creative. I said, you're creative. You're the master creator. I want to be like you. Now I need you to tell me what you see when you look at me, because I'm not feeling so good about myself right now. I'm not feeling creative. I'm not feeling fulfilled and I need some answers. Like I had this real conversation with God and he gave them to me really quick. And I went downstairs, I recorded my first audio drama, which is a biblical soap opera personas of faith. And it was an audio drama podcast and, you know, and it kind of started from there since then I've done like six audio dramas. And so I just kept going and going. And now we're here on my second podcast. Wow.
1: That's a great start. <laughs> and, and what, what you're telling, what, and what you are saying is just start, but also trust your creativeness. Yes. That is exactly what you're saying. Yes. Which I think was uh, um, which I think is awesome. I was gonna say when you said that you were um that you know how monologues was really big when we were, I don't know if we were the same age. I'm I'm 40. So, yeah. <laughs> so when I was growing up, it, in the middle of a church service, right before the offering plate comes out, there was a monologue. <laughs> you know, so you—that's what you were—you were doing monologues back then. Yeah. Right? So
2: it was a uh, mine was my go-to. It was a spoken word or poem by Nikki Giovanni, "Ego Tripping." Yes,
1: that was a popular yeah. one. That one in, um, you know, I rise. You know, you heard that one yeah. a lot too. Mm-hmm ego tripping was that's
2: was like I had this like alter ego like no one taught me how to do it but I had the attitude and I had the all of the voice inflection and I mean and I just I don't know I just took it and I ran with it and I didn't even realize it was a thing
1: so when you were a, a, a kid and this is just I feel like you sat next to me in class because everything in school I did was creative. so I feel like we were somewhere in there in there together we were sitting next to each other how what did you want to be when people ask you they say hey Michelle what is what is going to be your profession?" what did you say you want to be
2: actually I always said I wanted to be an actress um but then as I got older closer to graduation and I'm looking at careers where I'm from you really just didn't see that a lot it didn't seem realistic. It didn't seem really tangible. No one really like pushed me or encouraged me to really just like take it serious, I guess, maybe as a hobby, but not as like a career. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I didn't really pursue it. I I, I should have, but then I can't say should have Everything's happens everything happens.
1: Me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so, and it's so interesting. I mean, I, I think that it's really kind of Um, a testament to how we, we just need to stop listening to people because nobody can walk any, any miles, like even a step in our shoes. It's just, it's not possible. And I think that so often family members and, you know, family friends have our best interests at heart, but I think it can harm our destiny because I think that I heard a lot of the same stuff. And it sounds to me like you pretty early on in your life figured out your purpose and what you were supposed to be doing. And maybe because of some chatter or what you saw, um, you veered away from that purpose. And I think that, that that's very similar to me because, um, and you know, you and I have had a conversation about this. I, I used to tell people the same thing. I would sing for people and say I was Annie or, you know, I was Dorothy, it was Wednesday, so I'm Dorothy, or it's Monday, so I'm Annie, and I would just sing, and I was going to be a triple threat in in New York, and I heard so many times, that's not a real job, you know, nobody does that, who does that, everybody in our family were teachers, or we went to the military, so Mm -hmm. what are you talking about, you're going to college, Um, so yeah, so um, that whole story gave me chills and I love that you were able to come back to what you're supposed to be doing so I mean on that note yeah when did you take the step like when because you you know you entered corporate America you just kind of sort of uh just put your hand down and was like this is what I'm doing I'm a mom I'm a wife we gotta gotta provide you know for the family When did you decide, okay, it's time for me to walk away from this corporate life and and pursue my dream?
2: Growing up, I watched my mom work really, really hard, making really good money. And I, you know, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. So I thought that that was the ticket to success. And so I was laser focused on building businesses and trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder because I thought that that was it. And... I realized that I was giving my everything to these corporate jobs. And I was, I mean, even bringing work home and not having the balance that I needed, you know, and I'd be at work daydreaming about doing something creative. And I'm like, uh, this is exhausting. (laughs) Sure. You know, money is not a problem and and things like that, but that's not everything, you know? And I I just, Yeah. tired of giving my all into something that was not fulfilling for me. And I was tired. I was so tired that I felt sick. I was like in bed for like a week straight, trying to decide, should I leave? Should I stay? (laughs) And then I finally made that decision.
0: Wow. So you just, it wasn't like, uh, hear a voice. It's time for me to go. Michelle, it's time to go. You just decided I'm "I'm leaving
2: at this time <laughs> Look, I, I'm not even gonna do that I, I think it was just I was tired yeah I was so tired and um I, I, I made a commitment that day that I'm not going to go back to work unless it's in alignment with my purpose and my passion mm-hmm. because yeah. then it's not going to feel like work right Right. And so for a year straight, I did the acting, I did the audio dramas and the voiceover and and made the connections and build the community and the opportunity presented itself. And so Mm -hmm. now that's how I ended up working for the school out of Los Angeles, where I can continue doing what I'm doing now. And that's helping creatives, you know, discover their passion and, and really you know, elevate their career in a creative pursuit.
1: I, so I, man, I'm telling you, I think, like I said, we, we you you didn't
2: grow up in
1: uh, whatever that state yeah. was. You grew up in Jacksonville, Florida with me. <laughs> I'm telling you, your, your story, I don't like, I know we have guests on here, but I wanted to tell you just this little thing that had happened to me that I can really relate to you right now. Um, I worked a corporate job in, in the medical field. And I had this boss. She was the best boss ever, right? So, you know, I ain't gonna talk about the lady, but she was the best boss ever, right? So um, I was writing plays for churches and I'd spent all this time writing. Kids, the parents were dropping the kids off and everything. And she told me in a meeting with everybody in the room, she was like, Latanya, you're gonna have to travel this Saturday. So in my head, I'm thinking, my play is this Saturday, are you serious? So I told her, I can't go. The eyes that rolled at me. And when I said that was like, are you gonna tell this lady that you can't travel because of your little side thing? And that's when I realized this can't Mm -hmm. be a side thing. (laughs) Because once, once your path starts to conflict with other things, it demands your full attention
2: your full attention. That's so and that's what you
1: did. That's exactly what you did. And I just think about that. I'm like,
2: I did that. And when I went
1: home, I was like, I don't know if my husband remembers it. I was like, I'm going to lose my job. We're going to we're going to lose insurance. I'm pretty sure, but it worked out. I stayed there yeah. until it was time for me to go. But I totally agree. You you have to do what you're meant to do or that will come after you.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think,
0: um, like you said, you are you were raised by a family of entrepreneurs. And so you were taught that this is the way. And I think that if that had been your path, it would have been easy and you would not have been tired. And I know for me, um, some of the, some of the most amazing moments for me were when I finished a project, like a creative project, and I was exhausted, but I felt so jacked up, like I was so energetic, and I thought, okay, what, what else, what, what else you got? I want more, Um, and it was just this incredible natural high, and I loved that, and to be able to wake up and experience that as your, career, what a blessing, you know? Yeah. So and I think so many people just, um, they, they settle, they settle. And I have to say, you know, Latanya and I, we're, we, we are such a good team just because she, I admire her so much. Um, and I think we just, we just work really well together. But one of the things that I really mm-hmm. admire about her is very similar to you, uh, Michelle you guys are both, you know, you guys took the plunge and um, you didn't look back. And I am at a point in my life where I'm just like, I'm either going to do this or I'm just going to (laughs) settle. You know, so, and, you know, I I won't let you settle. Yeah.
1: Because, you you know, they, they (laughs) talk about, you know, she, okay. You, you're around great company. Again, your friends, I know you have passion, you know, we're not, where's this violin music when I need it? Yeah. Um, you know, I know you have that passion. I know that's what you want to do. I'm not going to let you girl I'm be in your ear every day.
0: I'm in the presence of greatness. And it's something to have. Um, it, it, it's really important to have a strong support system around you. Uh, yeah. This is not about me. <laughs> right. But if you don't, like for for
1: those moms that's out there, it's really It's real. like, you can't tell somebody girl, quit your job and follow your dreams because that's, that wasn't what was programmed into us. As we got older, it was Mm -hmm. work hard, work long, you know, you'll be notified, you know, get your 20 year plaque and yeah, right.
0: Not really a thing anymore. It's not
1: really, which is not a thing anymore, but, um, you it's you see your friends with these amazing gifts and
0: like
1: mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm you, patricia is the one that got me started in this by the way like i say it all the time every podcast they're probably tired of me tired of hearing it <laughs> but because she got me started and i have you know my own podcast and story podcasts and things like that i can't let her that's my thing i can't let her just not capital you know get into her gift
2: exactly
1: but you see a mom like that. What would you say? What would you say to them, Michelle? I see, you see gifts and these things, you know, that just, just awesome, but they're working a job and they're saying,
0: I just don't have time for it. They have the mom guilt. So they're, because I know like that is a big thing for me. I'm just like, but I, I know what happened to me when I was younger and I wasn't a mom. And so now I'm a mom. So
2: You'd be surprised, people say there's not enough time. That's the biggest excuse in century. Like it's all about being consistent, like being persistent with just a little bit of time. So one of the things that I used to do to kind of like unleash my creativity and just kind of get the thoughts out of my head was journal. Five minutes a day, if you have to go in the bathroom, lock that door, and shut off the world for five minutes and write, that will begin something, whether you know whether it's acting, writing, blogging, but it will begin, you'll see. And the next thing you know, that five minutes is gonna turn into 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And now it's gonna be something that you're chasing after. And it's a sense of peace. So that's- Does perfect. it have to
1: be perfect? Please tell the people out there, does it have to be
2: perfect? No, you just gotta do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, you just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to take the first step. You had mentioned the thing about journaling. And I remember when I was younger, I used to, um, my favorite book back then was The Artist's Way. um, And it was write 30 minutes. She was like, you just dump, you know, in the morning, wake up and you write for 30 minutes and then you go on. Artist date, so you do something creative by yourself. And there was one other thing that she said to do, and you commit to this for 90 days, and you just, you know, you, you recommit at the end of 90 days, day 91, it's what day one again, you know, and you go another 90 days, and you just, and then eventually, you just have all this creative energy, and it's just flowing out, and um, it was so true, and I don't know, just, time, <laughs> but like you said, there's really no excuse. And right. Um, you just have to take the first step because it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're walking in your purpose, everything's gonna fall in into place for you. Um, so, you know, if you, you know, when you look at your kids, what do you want for them? Because you decided, you know, you did the traditional path and then you decided that you were gonna take the non-traditional path, get out of the box. What do you want for them?
2: That's funny that you asked me that because I do have my son now who's preparing for senior year and we are having more and more of those conversations. Mm -hmm. And so probably about six months ago, we had a heart to heart. He was actually thinking, mom, I really want to maybe just go into real estate or maybe consider the military. And I I could feel my heart kind of like, you know. You know, I got an MBA and, you know, did the traditional thing, but then I had to catch myself like, yeah, I got an MBA now I'm in debt
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm I
2: care less like, that's not, you know, that didn't bring me the MBA didn't bring me to where I am right now, you know? So I literally had to catch myself and hear him out because this is his journey. So as much as I would love to say, yes, do it the traditional way and go to college. And I mean, he's an athlete, he plays three sports and he can get a scholarship probably anywhere he wants to go. And so Mm -hmm. that was another thing, like, why would you want to pass that up? Right. But as a mother, I felt it was my duty to listen to him and hear his options and let him kind of be in the driving seat. So yes, I can give him you know, my perspective and we can look at different options and career paths together, but I have to be able to hear him and see what it is that, you know, he's looking at. And so Mm -hmm. now he's looking at a few different options. There's a few colleges he's thinking about real estate. Um, but it's not just a deal breaker for me. I want him to have, you know, an open mind about his career path.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he would Definitely. Um, I I like to do the creative thing. Like I said, my kids aren't 17 yet, but I I want you to have a good sense. And, And it's hard for kids because the world is so new to them. Like, I feel like they've been here before, but then because of the things they say, but then again, to maneuver and think of all the things, one, that we programmed into them that's been programmed into us, right? And we're saying do this, but then in our mind was like, like you said, I have a bachelor's and I'm still paying on it. Do do I really want them to feel like I feel right now, you know, or have felt in the past? Mm -hmm. So, and then you you kind of go like, all right, look, if you can make some money and make it legally, and figure out who you want to be okay
2: <laughs> there's a flip side to that too another thing because my daughter she changes her mind like every she's going to be a creator for sure <laughs> because one, one minute she wants to be a fashion designer actress you know broadcaster and so we've sometimes been programmed choose something just find something you're right, right at, stick at that you know and I think that that can be very toxic too.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. able
2: To maneuver around and even see what your gifts are or what you're good at. You're just thinking that, okay, I got to find one thing and stick to that. And we're too unique. We can't be put in a box like that. We that is so true.
1: We can't mm-hmm. really
2: reach our full potential if we just, if that's the mentality. I think that we should be more open to explore different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's such a different perspective and a perspective that, you know, hearing I, I accept, but it's very uncomfortable for me to hear that and accept it right away. And it's because of the way I was raised. Cause it's like, no, but by the time you're 25, you have to have a house and you have to be married and you have to be making like a six Mm -hmm. figure salary. And ready to have kids and it's like you just have to have everything all at once and and that wasn't me and so I don't want my kids to be in their 40s trying to figure it out but I think at the end of the day we just have to trust that you know their journey is going to be different from ours and if we don't pressure them you know and give them the opportunity to really seek out and find what it is that brings them joy it mm-hmm. will come to them so easy That's and, right. you know, just support that because I didn't have that support. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw, oh, this brings me joy, but it's not a real career, you know, um, it, it it froze me. And yeah. so I, I was unhappy for several years because I wanted to make the people around me, my village that raised me happy. And I wanted to make them proud. And I wanted them to say, she's successful. She went to college, she has a career. So I,
1: you know, I'm gonna take this last question and spin it a little bit because I I know, right? I'm all about solutions. You know, I like, you know, I love to help people find what it is that one makes them happy brings them peace and produces a result because that's what we want to see right we want to we want to see the result but we also want to be happy and have peace in finding that if you were talking to me and I know we went over this before but maybe we haven't um kind of stuck the spoon in the ice cream I don't know why that came to my head but I like it maybe we kind of have a stuck the spoon in ice we were just skimming the top of it we're acting right now here i come michelle oh man i've been working at this hospital for for like 9 years and i'm just not agreeing with the things that's going on right now and you know i have i have my car payment i have 3 kids you know they're doing online school and i just really like dancing I've been a trained dancer, but I just really want to dance. Not only do I like to dance, I want to choreograph for other people, but I just don't know. I want to do it full time because that's what makes me happy. I I just, but I got to go back to this job. I don't know what to do.
2: I would say dance. I would say, I would ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. If you had six months to live and... You only had six months now but you wanted to do what made you happy in that six months you wanted to make an impact what is the one thing that you would do that you would do for free even in your weakness even in your weariness even in your lack of resource what is it that you would do Mm. wow you're gonna find the time you're gonna find the provision In fact, you're not going to have to do it. God is going to do it because it's in you. And he put it in you when you were birthed, you were born with it. So it's going to happen. So that's what I would say.
1: That is, see, and that's great.
0: Mm -hmm. That's
1: great because not only did you tell me what to do, you offered me encouragement mm -hmm. in order to do it. So now my, my confidence is in another place, but then just doing it is something that's going to build it. And that was awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad you played along a little bit <laughs> with me. I love acting too. It's like, it's my, you know, my kids and I, we play all types of games across the floor. And I've been, I've been ratchet. Like, how am I ratchet? <laughs> you know, and I'm saying ratchet because they, they have a, they say I'm ratchet because I like to fix things. But my husband's Optimus Prime. Come on now. Mm. And I just, why am I right ra- okay anyway I just it just felt wrong so let's do <laughs> before you give your 30 second pitch I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask Game you this. time it's not, yeah it's not even a, a whole lot of a, a lot of questions but it's just what do you think of think of when I ask you this question you ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> It's really cool. It's not. All right. So what's the best child repellent?
0: Uh,
2: Vegetables. (laughs) Oh, kill them with vegetables. Well, not my kids because we actually eat a lot of vegetables, but a lot of kids don't like vegetables. (laughs) This is true. Best weird parent moment? When the kids tell all our business. They love to tell it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Which would you choose? Service or sacrifice? Mm. Wow, service! Absolutely.
1: People Mm -hmm. look at me funny when I blank in the store. Ooh, wow! Come on, do this right. You're from our era.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I mean anything Luther Van. I'm old school. I got old Mm -hmm. souls. I love Whitney Houston and Luther Vandross. I, I, I don't really know. I, I, I'm i torn on that one. Look, pass. Next Past. <laughs>
1: phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> Would you prefer the beach or the mountains? The beach. Never have you ever.
2: Mm, let's see. Probably um, successfully. This I haven't told anybody this, but I really can't parallel park. I never really had to, I never, I never had to do it on my driver, uh, test when I got really, you had a bootleg test. I've never done that successfully.
1: Where did you learn how to drive? Because that was like the thing growing up. No,
0: that was my first thing.
2: I know I can't, I just, everybody in my family, they, they don't want me to drive. In fact, they you know, they're ready for me to just hurry up and be rich so I can have a driver full (laughs) (laughs) because I, yeah, I don't drive the best, but I'm, you know, I hate driving too. So,
1: so you don't back into spots either.
2: Oh, I don't even try. I just, I don't do the back end, you know, I I don't, I got to use both hands. Like, I'm like a little old <laughs> lady.
1: I to constantly. Oh, well, you would be holding on to the dashboard with me. I drive with my knees. I could <laughs> eat- I could eat a full meal and drive. I'm just telling you, I could pop some children and drive and still be. <laughs> just saying. Last question. Man, and this one was really, I, I was torn to ask people this, but I think this is kind of a comical one. Which mom did it better? Peggy Bundy or the mom from Sister Sister? I can't think of her name. Which mom did it better?
2: It's definitely not Peggy Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <She did> anything. <laughs> Look, no judgment, but I'm gonna pass on her, okay?
1: It's crazy, they put them in front of us and I was like, "Do I gonna be like Peggy one day? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: That's so good fun. job, see you did good. Yeah. It, even that, it was great, it was great. <laughs> That's fun.
0: Well, thank you for playing along with, uh, with us. I'm always uh, intrigued when I listen to that game and I think, what would I answer if she asked me that? I feel like I wouldn't know what to say. Um, But I feel like this has been a really great conversation and I've had a couple conversations with you before in the past and I feel like I know you even better. So that to me is a treasure and I'm so thankful that you uh, came to visit us on the show. If you could take 30 seconds, like let's say that you meet somebody on an elevator and you just have 30 seconds from the first floor to the second floor because it's a really quick elevator how would you introduce yourself so that when they walk away they're like okay i know who she is
2: oh it's very simple i'm passionate about helping other people discover their passion and when i'm 103 years old that's still going to be my same passion that's still going to be the thing that lights my fire that's,
1: right. Right. that's all that matters <laughs> that's great that and that may and that probably would you'd probably end up holding the door open because they'll be like wait wait wait," because me. You, you wouldn't get out the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. Wait a minute. Where, where, how do I find my passion? Where, you know, where, you yeah. know how do I, you know, there's a whole lot of things going on. That was great. Yeah. So tell us, how can people reach out to you? Um, what are your, your social, maybe you have social media outlets? What, how can we uh, check you out? Check out your work?
2: Well, first, definitely um, the find your voice Hashtag Be The Voice podcast is available on all media platforms, most follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, So definitely, um, it's great to follow because then you won't miss any of the new episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the episodes come out every Friday and I have pop-up episodes and you can also follow me on Instagram. The handle is Michelle spelled M I E C H E L L E underscore unveiled. And that's where you can follow all of my creative projects, like my audio dramas and any voiceover that I'm doing. And um, yeah, you can just send me a DM. I do voiceover and all different types of things I have going on. But if you're a creative and you want to get into the career fields of film, radio, recording, any of that, then you can also send me a DM and I can help you with your creative pursuit as well.
0: And if you want to send us the information, we can make sure that we provide it for the episode so that people know how to get in touch with you because some people are audio learners some people are visual learners so we'll make sure that we have it for for both types of learners
2: yes that's so. amazing thank you so much
0: yeah thank you so much for being on our show today yep stay and right there for us
1: for a moment Michelle are so, what
2: are you um, about to do
1: well, no, well you know I might have <laughs> to ask you about to ask some for some services, you know. Uh,
0: I mean, since you pushed it out of me. Well, before we do that, say it. I just want to say to our audience, guys, thank you so much for joining us for the Black Mom Diaries. We hope that, you know, you got some gems. I certainly did uh, from this conversation. And if you want to follow us, on social media, you can look for us at Black Mom Diaries. You can find us on any of the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook just search for us, Black Mom Diaries. And if you want to email us, because we love hearing from you. Uh, you know, you wanna tell us how wonderful we are. You wanna tell us, oh, there's some things that I would change about it. We wanna hear your feedback, whatever it is, bring it on. You can email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. And of course, if you love hearing our content, feel free to, to like, to share, to subscribe. Write us a review. Leave. Yeah, cause we love reviews.
1: Yes, we right? do. And you right. guys stay tuned. We're gonna have other awesome moms on here. You know that's yeah. what that's what we like to do. We like to bring you those hidden gems. Those we see those people out there, but we, there's some other there's some greatness out here that needs to be heard, and we're letting you know that you can you can do it too.
0: So until next time, I'm Patricia, and I am Latonya. Thank you so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. Thanks so much for spending this episode with us. And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries.